0: Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast. We're doing a different uh, way of, we have different technology. Yes. Now we're both on the same screen. I know, it's weird. In the I'm, same room.
1: I could give you an, an, uh, a, a, a kissy. I but mean, it's a, let's
0: not get crazy. <laughs> I'm just I thought, saying,
1: I could if I want. It's, it may, <laughs> may not be the best option, but it's not living you know your dream. Best option? Yeah.
0: yeah, living Look. your dreams. It's the Cuz I Have To podcast. Our next guest... <laughs> (laughs) Is a single dad, corporate grind escapee, a brand spanking new restaurant owner. He recently returned to his hometown in the UP of Michigan, my home state, uh, after living in and around the Los Angeles area where he spent 13 years working for a large finance company. After some life changes, he traded in his director of sales title for restaurateur. What do you think of that, James? I like it. Please welcome Stephen Bozio. Welcome to to the program.
1: What is up, man?
0: Do you guys have internet up there in Michigan?
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, surprisingly, uh, (laughs) we just got upgraded from dial up a couple days ago. (laughs) 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 Did they did they
1: upgrade to the fifty (laughs) six k modem yet? Oh, that was the dream. Uh, I actually just
2: got fiber put in, surprisingly enough. Wow. We've
0: got more tech talk, and we're going to find out about Stephen Bozio's new, like, crazy, radical life change, uh, and has something to do with biscuits, and it's coming up next. (laughs) We made it to season three of the Cuz I Have To podcast.
1: When living your dream is the only option.
0: We are your hosts. I'm Julie Slater.
1: And I'm Jason Friday.
0: We'll be chatting with guests and each other about facing your fears and going for it in life.
1: We hope to inspire you to live your dreams. Now let's get to it.
0: And we're back. (laughs) Welcome, Stephen Bozio. Welcome to the program. Thank you. You know, we originally met when I was in the thick of my beard world. I was running a website called Beard of the Day and mm-hmm. I met you at a beard competition. That feels yeah. like a billion years ago, doesn't it?
2: Oh, it's it's a lifetime ago, honestly. Uh, yeah, there's a whole whole kid of mine uh, came after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, right was yeah. <laughs> that was a kid yeah. ago. That was a kid.
0: And still rocking a it. still rocking a beard. I like it. I like it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a little shorter than it used to be back in the day, but yeah. I have been letting it grow out before I need to cut it. Before I'm behind this behind the. Kitchen back there oh, to yeah. work. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is this is actually the second time that we've uh, done any kind of broadcast thing together too. I don't know if you remember Nate oh. and I. Yeah, we came up. You were doing something. We did a shuffle on the pod on the on the playlist on the not iPod, but oh, the, oh. for my out
0: on a limb show. Oh.
2: Yeah, out on limb. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we came up to your your studio up there on that building.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, Do you know whatever <laughs> happened to uh, going back to that beard competition? Whatever <laughs> happened to the red? Uh, oh. Red-haired beard guy. He the had like ultimate. a five-foot oh. beard. Yeah. <laughs> Someone told yeah, me he, he just, shaved it off.
2: Yeah, I think after that Netflix series came out, or maybe it wasn't on Netflix. Oh yeah, wasn't he in series. it? It yeah.
1: was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was kind of about him mostly, and I know that that made a lot of people pretty upset. And so, <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, is get it get that it. surprising though? <laughs> just yeah. I, I remember looking at it for the first time years ago and going. That guy, all he knows is himself. I mean, it was interesting. It. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, it. <laughs> uh, at some point, we'll get to you, Stephen. But yeah. it was yeah. interesting yeah. Yeah, right. that <laughs> I, I was like a little concerned that his whole life revolved around his beard, right? Yeah, and it yeah, was a little weird. Like, yeah, it was very,
2: yeah, yeah. I don't think he was really prepared for one, the backlash from the beard community as a whole. Yeah, and when I could tell that, and just the. A popularity he got from that too he didn't right. seem like he was a very socially not a big social butterfly kind of a kind of a person and i think he yeah he, he kind of disappeared from all the competitions shaved it off and wow. went to live incognito yeah it's kind of funny it reminded me a lot of the documentary was it king of kong did you ever see that one no no i've heard uh, of it oh it's so good but it's it focuses on these two guys who are like the top two in kong uh, arcade game uh, record holders and they go back and forth on it and the one guy was very much much like the i, I don't even remember that uh, the bearded dude's name anymore yeah but yeah very much like him where he was just very flat like full of himself but really awkward at the all same right. time it was just it gave me a lot of the same vibes <laughs> sure. uh, when they and i'm sure there's a lot of editing done obviously living in la we all know that right. yeah you trust yeah. you can't trust anything besides what the editors you know what yeah. Editors want to show you. <laughs> yeah Yeah.
0: want <That's> to <laughs> Okay, so um, now we move beyond the beard. Okay. You have decided, uh, just for anyone listening, um, Stephen lived in Los Angeles 13 years.
1: Bam. Yep.
0: Decided to go back, go back to Michigan, but not just so if, you guys know, Michigan is the mitt. I didn't even realize where you moved to. Uh, what is it? Tapiola? Yeah, Tapiola. Called? It yep. is above the mitt.
1: It is above the mitt. But let me just say this. You can only do the mitt... On the left hand, correct?
0: Unless you're yeah.
1: I mean, but you can't go like you that, can flip but people it. don't do this so though. Yeah. People don't yeah. do
0: so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta it do the pointer there. you do this, <laughs> there's a little there's a little
2: thumb that sticks sticks way up <laughs> and that's the Cuban Peninsula. So I'm on a peninsula on a peninsula, sticking up into Lake Superior. Uh, you can drive about an hour north and that's that's as far as you can go before you're on your way to Canada across the lake. Yeah, wow. it's about Four hours north of Green Bay, I think it was, which I found out very recently. Had a reminder because I had to go to Green Bay to get certified funds for my down payment, and that's the closest of Wells Fargo. <laughs> oh, my
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, four God. hours away! <laughs> Jeez, yeah, I was looking yeah, up the population. But it said in your county it's like thirty-seven thousand people. How many? Do you know how many people are in your <laughs> little town?
2: Uh, looking out the windows here, there's me. There's me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're like, there's 12 of us here. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's very rural. It's literally on a crossroads, this little town. Um, it was largely populated with a lot of the copper miners that ended up giving up the mining life. Uh, so this area is predominantly Finnish, uh, Finnish immigrants, came here. Uh, some Swedish, some Irish, but predominantly, uh, predominantly Finns. So my great grandpa came from northern Finland, moved over, came through Canada, changed the P in his last name to a B, and all of a sudden we had an Italian last name, which helped him <sighs> get a job. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so funny. It's Posio. It was, po, a, it, it is, it was Pozio, Yeah, yeah. Pozio. So there's a town in yeah, there's a town in northern Finland called Pulseo. Um, oh wow! That's where they always said we were from. I don't. I don't know how true that is. Family legends are what they are, but my family was, uh, was Sani. So there's like an ethnic minority group above the Northern part of Finland, uh, which is why you'll see, I'm not a, a blonde hair, blue eyed gentleman, uh, with, with pale skin, <laughs> uh, they're short, darker, dark haired and more related to like the Inuit and people across Northern Siberia. Um, so that, but predominantly here is a lot of the more Southern Finns, but everybody's got Finnish last names. My great-grandpa worked at the Calumet Akkala Mine, which is a little bit north of us, survived a cave-in, was one of the striking miners that got blacklisted from working in the mines, and uh, fun little history. This place called the Italian Hall up here, they call it the Italian Hall Disaster. There was a Christmas party that all the striking miners were throwing with their families. And it was in the upstairs of this uh, dance hall, essentially. For those who haven't been to this part of Michigan, winters are no joke and snow gets very, very deep. There's usually like 300 inches of snowfall at least a year. Oh my god! And so doors, (laughs) you know, before modern (laughs) snow clearing equipment, doors opened inward and somebody either yelled fire or misheard somebody and people panicked and ran out and ran down and a bunch of people died getting crushed, uh, in the, in the, in the mayhem. Uh, as you can see, my great grandpa and grandpa were not among them. They kept their cool and went out the back way. <laughs> fortunately. And wow. after that, uh, he moved out here to Tapiola. Uh, the name of the city is actually from, uh, Tapio, which is the forest spirit, uh, in Northern Finland. So it's, uh, an old, old name, uh, from that. And uh, yeah, he, he bought 100 acres of land out here, built a barn, built a house, which we recently found out started as a, as a rough log cabin because we've been doing some renovations on it. So it took out a bunch of the drywall inside the bathroom, which had been added on later. And it's just old, old rough human logs inside the walls, which we never knew, which is really cool. Oh my cool. gosh. Huh? Wow,
1: what a trip. And then
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he was actually on the founding board of the Tapula Co-op, which this building that is now my restaurant originally was. So he was he was tied to this building in this area. And now my kids will be the fifth generation of our family living here in Tapiola, Michigan.
0: That is so so crazy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's funny. I,
2: I got that history.
1: I'm just I'm kind of like tripping out because I never knew. Did you maybe you did where you are looking on a map? I'm like. Yeah, there's no way that's a part of Michigan. The UP is, uh, is the top of the... I actually thought the UP uh,
0: was the top of the Was the mid. middle finger part of the Yeah, mid. yeah. But really it says yeah. that's but the lower that's UP. That's the lower UP. Interesting. yeah there's
1: totally <laughs> crazy. That means your family's been lying to us for years. Yes, <laughs> they
0: always called it the UP. So Yeah, now-
2: people say upper Michigan and, and those of us who are UPers, as we call ourselves up here, uh, we kind of go, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You That's call each other funny. U-Pers, Traverse, I
2: love U-Pers. Yeah, travis City is not, is, not, is not Upper Michigan.
1: My life is a lie. No, yes, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> so what made you, I know this is your hometown. Yes. What made you pick this, like this is a, a former restaurant? And when's the last time was it opened? That you chose to open a restaurant, a biscuit company, Bozio Biscuit yeah. Company.
2: Yeah, so that all happened kind of over time this building after it was the co-op many years ago it was the tapio the diner for many years uh and then it was the female cafe was the name of it for i think the last at least almost 20 years i can't remember for sure my dad actually did the bookkeeping for two owners ago who were the ones who opened it up as it's uh, with uh, Menu that it was before it closed. Do you know uh, why so it closed?
0: Did you get I, the history? Yeah. Was anyone yeah. murdered there? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, nothing that great. Uh, it closed down in 2020 originally, and they sold it off to a new owner. and You know, during all the lockdowns and everything. Like I said, it's a small town. There's you know, the, there's a lot of people out here, but it's very rural, widespread. Uh, and since they couldn't really have anyone in the restaurant, they weren't set up to do you know takeout. They tried a little bit. Um, but I think the you know the owners wanted to get out of it, so they sold it off to a new owner who reopened it. But it wasn't the same thing. They weren't here working in the restaurant. It was just, I'm going to have this and it'll run. It'll make me some money kind of a thing. And so it, it seems to be there was a lot of mismanagement. Uh, I've been told who not to hire in the kitchen from many people now. <laughs> All right, because yes. you're like,
1: hey, John, could you let everybody else know that... Uh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so talking to my friends and other other locals here, they let me know basically the kitchen wasn't being ran well, and one day all the staff just walked out besides the kitchen staff and ran them out, so that was why I closed but wallet this was going through in tumultuous times in twenty twenty as we all were uh back in l a uh I was working from home too during the lockdowns and working
0: in finance,
2: yes, yeah. yes, so. I am director of sales uh, I did business business relations for a finance company I handled you know large national accounts you know I was working with uh, uh, a chain that's got you know 700 locations across the US a bunch of different ones in LA and it's hard to lend money to people when they don't have jobs so we didn't really have a lot of business for a while and like everybody I'd Started trying to play with sourdough, but just didn't have the patience for it. <laughs> so, it, I'll, I'll uh, take it from me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I do know that the start of the sourdough started and makes really good crepes. I found that out. That was more more fun to make than uh, than actual sourdough. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: sure. Uh, then I kept playing around. You know, had some free time so i started working on making some biscuits because biscuits and gravy is always my favorite it's been one of my favorite breakfasts since i was a kid i've got a lot of uh, southern cooking in my mom's side of the family her parents lived for a long time in mississippi alabama kentucky places like that the real south uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah i I I will eat some pickled pig's feet, smoked pork hocks. I love I love (laughs) my collard greens. I love I I do too. I love collard greens. Yeah, they're delicious. So you know, biscuits and gravy always been a big thing for me, and so I wanted to make some. And I was like, well, just I've got the stuff to make biscuits. I'll do it from scratch here instead of you know buying the grands because I usually cheated, and uh, they just they turned out really really well. And then I made some more, and they turned out really really well. And I just kept playing with it till I tweaked them and. Then I was just kind of being cheeky about it and, you know, made an Instagram account like it was a business. And I started baking up, (laughs) I ordered some, you know, paper boxes and I'd go drop them off at friends' houses and stuff, you know, bake a a couple dozen on a, on a weekend and tie them up with some string in a nice little box and go drop them off reason to you know, get out and see people briefly. And another buddy of mine and I were actually talking about trying to do a food truck. And I found this contest. Uh, We got through a couple rounds of it actually, like, one of those where you vote and moves up, you know, but just couldn't get, get any further. And then it just kind of fell by the wayside. I was back in the office and, uh, working, uh, but over the next couple of years, uh, unfortunately my marriage fell apart. Um, things just kind of went all South there. Uh, she moved back to Kansas city where she had grown up long, tragic story short. A week before we were supposed to be divorced, she ended up, uh, committing suicide and the very next day i saw a post from one of my old neighbors out here that the building was up for sale and it had closed in march of last year and something just just stuck in my head about it i, I messaged my brothers and showed them the post i was like hey we should uh we should buy the old mill because we'd been talking about different ways of at least you know doing something back in this area whether or not we lived here or not yeah we've sure. got a bunch of land and you know, why not try to get something going that we can make money on the side? I just, I couldn't get out of my head. And I just kept sticking there. And so I was like, what if I just do this? I don't have a reason to be in LA anymore. Like I moved out there to get away from Michigan for a while. Yeah. I graduated in 08 with a degree in product design. That was not a good time to be an artist, and, <laughs> you know, or a designer out in the world. The economy was, was even worse than it is now um so i was just bartending up here i tried to move to new york that fell through i tried to move to chicago that fell through and so i just went to the other coast i had a way out moved out there with uh the guy i knew from high school and then you know just ended up landing a good job and i stayed didn't really know what i was doing but just knew i needed to get out of out of michigan for a while i'd grown up all over the place before i moved back up here so i lived in the cities as a kid and i just it just started feeling like you know i don't have a reason to stay here i'm not gonna i don't need to keep this high-paying job to you know make the money to pay alimony i don't have any family out here my parents and most of my family down in north carolina i've got one brother in detroit and his family there um you know a lot of friends in la obviously that you know made over the years that are like family Um, and then my best friend in la he lived across the hall from me actually in the apartment building that I lived in and his daughter and my youngest were best friends and him and his family were getting ready to move back to New York as well. Cause he's a stunt man and just couldn't find work in LA and he was flying back to New York for jobs all the time anyway. So he's like, I'm just going to move back there. Cause that's where the work is. And I was just like, man, it just feels like this is time and things were just feeling stale at work. My heart was not in it. I've never. I mean, look at. Me, if you look at me, I don't look like the corporate, uh, corporate kind of guy. I mean, Wait, what? You know, shape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just never been my thing. I'd always promised myself as a kid I would never do that. I would never work in a cubicle. I saw my dad growing up. He's a ordained minister, but his day job's always been accounting. And so, you know, I'd see him in the cubicle, you know, late hours. Doing different sales jobs too, and I just I never wanted that at all. It was it was a living for a while in LA. You know, we were making it work, but I didn't have anything to keep me there. This wouldn't get out of my head, so I reached out to the realtor. Said, "Hey, my brother John's going to be up there. Can uh, you know can you uh, go do an inspection with him so he can check it out?" Checked it out from the pictures I saw too. Nothing looked too bad. Everything seemed to be in good shape. They basically closed down and left everything in the, in the restaurant as was the day they left i could still couldn't get out of my head and it just seemed more and more like a good idea at that point and so i kind of did things backward i contacted or i put down an offer they wanted uh 199 for it and offered 175 they were like no says so like okay one uh, we settled on 185 so brought it down a little bit so i had an approved offer had you know, supposed to get financing within a couple of weeks of that. That's usually how that works, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so then I
1: was,
2: <laughs> so then I was scrambling because it's there's residents above it. There's uh, two one bedroom one bedroom apartments that we're gonna probably just turn into one big living space. Uh, but it's a mixed use property, so you can't really get a traditional mortgage for that. You got to go through through a bank. So found that out. <laughs> because the people I was approved for a mortgage with first were like, wait, wait, wait. No, we can't. We can't do that property because it's commercial space. It's like crap. So talked to my brothers. who had, You know, we were keeping in touch about all of this. They're egging me on. Of course, go for it. Go for it. Do it. And my brother in Detroit is like, hey, I think my father-in-law knows somebody at Minor State Bank up there, which is one of the local chain, uh, local bank brand, uh, chains up here. Not and the uh,
1: four hour Wells Fargo drive?
2: No, no, not that one. Okay. Yeah, apparently Wells Fargo left Michigan. I didn't realize it. they completely left the whole state. Uh, which oh, wow, is just unfortunate. I, yeah, some I bank named Flake Star bought all of the accounts out up that here.
1: Is, uh, that's happening all yeah. over? By the way, so yeah. that's just it's, weird. The Wells Fargo. That's yeah, that's it's weird.
2: It's it's bizarre. Yeah, but fortunately, you know, small town connections. He knew he knew the VP of lending at that bank. She reached out to me. We had a little talk. By this point, I'd put together a pretty good, pretty good spiel of what I wanted to do. Uh, it was always going to be do the biscuits. That was what I what I saw. Um, I had done a lot of playing around with different ways to use them. Obviously, you know, it goes well with any kind of breakfast. Instead of toast, you get a biscuit. That's easy. Biscuits and gravy, other things like that. I had a full Instagram full of stuff already. I'd been playing around with for a couple of years. Worked out, you know, kind of a business plan to give her and talked with her about why I wanted to do this and how I knew it was going to work, why I knew it was going to work. And over the next couple of weeks, we started getting things moving. I got, uh, I think it was like a month later. So a little bit past when we were supposed to have funding uh, secured, ended up getting, you know, getting a term sheet, had the approval, ended up having my dad who I hadn't actually spoken to for about two years. It's like, hey, uh, want to co-sign with me? Because <laughs> I'm not going to have any. any any work and uh, the banks don't like that so that was actually an interesting way for us to start talking again he said yes put in my my two weeks at work my last day of work in la was uh end of may uh got my what did your what did
0: they say there when you were like yeah i'm gonna go make biscuits in the up (laughs) they're like cool that makes sense yeah dude high five we say hi (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, it, I think there was definitely a lot of confusion as to why. But at the same time, I, a lot of people just kind of said, you know what, I get it. Yeah. I needed time to reset with my kids. I mean, outside, I just I couldn't get this out of my head. I wanted to do something crazy like this, you know, working full-time as a single parent because I had custody of the kids already, and that wasn't going to change. So that had been something I was doing for a while. So the kids, you know, after-school programs, so... I don't see them until I get home from work anyway. And then if they're out of school, so they get a sitter or, you know, leave them home for a few hours, go home at lunch, check on them, go back to the office. And, you know, I just, I wanted to be able to spend more time with my kids. Living in LA is fun, but as a kid who grew up, you know, even in the cities we lived, a lot of times it's more, you know, you got a you yard, you got a park, you got things you can do. You know, we were living in Koreatown in a one-bedroom apartment paying 1700 bucks a month for rent the kids could just go outside the you know apartment and play it's korea town it's nice but you don't walk around outside as a kid by yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: uh yeah and it just it was just weighing on me i just wanted them to have have something different and we would do a lot of camping trips together the kids and i and anytime they were in the woods anytime they got to nature or just going up to the mountains to go sledding in the winter it just was so different for them and they're always happy and just relaxed. And I always feel relaxed when I, you know, get out of the city and, you know, all these things together just really added up to make sense why it should happen. And strangely enough, everything kept lining up for it to happen. So I had to just keep following it. I you mean, had no
0: choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Something else was I mean, yeah. in control.
2: <laughs> yeah. I've, I don't really, I can't really say I believe in fate, but this has been the closest I feel it's been for me in a long time that it feels like I'm on a path I was supposed to be on. Like there's something putting this all together. You know, we made it up here with a full-size Penske truck because it was the only one with three seats in the front. towed my Jeep cross country, which was interesting. And the full size Penske trucks—that's a—that's a box truck. I—I I don't know how I wasn't supposed to have a, a special license to drive that thing. It was massive. Uh,
1: yeah, those are huge. Yeah. What
2: the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the Jeep—we were getting going, and uh, I, I don't believe in fate, but I'm—I'm I'm weirdly superstitious. So then I started worrying because we got from Koreatown to Santa Anita, and one of the four tires on the trailer holding oh, the yeah. Jeep blew out. I remember oh, seeing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we just got. A- on the freeway, just got on the 210. We're heading east, and here we go. I was supposed <laughs> to stop in Vegas and see my friend Melissa. We blew that first tire, pulled off, called Penske. They sent somebody to replace the tire. I had them fix the two front tires in the trailer because the other one on the other side looked bald. One of the tires had already been replaced on the trailer before, but the other one looked fine, so we took off again. Got from Santa Anita to Barstow, pulled off for some gas and uh, and restroom break, and. It's about to get going again, and some uh, trucker was standing out there, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, guy!" I'm like, "What?" He's like, uh, "Did you see your trailer?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> I go over there and look. The one other tire that had him been changed was completely gone, Come on. except for the side, just the sidewalls. <laughs> it had blown off, tore <laughs> off the, the fender, and it was on the passenger side, so I couldn't see it. Whereas, like when the one blew on the left, I could see that side better, and I saw the pieces. So somewhere between Santa Anita and Barstow, <laughs> I lost a whole tire. Uh, so then I'm like, are you kidding me? Here we go again. So now we're sitting there in Barstow, which is hot. We've got the cats up in the tr- in the cab of the truck because they had been riding in the Jeep, uh, which was fine when we were moving because the air is flowing through and it's a soft top. So, you know, unzip the back windows, the air flows through it. And so we're sitting up there. Cats aren't happy. Kids aren't happy. Dad's not happy. I'm just like, are, are you kidding me? This is... Is this not supposed to be happening? Like, is, is this a sign like this is two tires? What is going on? Got that tire fixed and then kept going. Took us nine hours to get to Vegas that day. Nine oh hours to God. get to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not, this is not how I wanted this to go. Like no. this is, everything was looking good. What's going on? But fortunately that was the last of our, of our troubles that had any effect on the trip. We made it up. First morning I was here, the uh, the banker she wanted to meet, she was on vacation, but she's like, you know, you're gonna be there. I wanna make sure, you know, we meet before you know we're doing the rest of the stuff we need to with closing. So I went and had breakfast with her. I sit down and she's like, So I have to tell you, we we never finance restaurant purchases. I was like, Oh no, are you is this a bad news breakfast? Like, cr- <laughs> no, I mean but like seriously <laughs> though, what? I just spent <laughs> I just spent five <laughs> days moving from LA to <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> Everything I own is in a yellow truck on my family's property. I have quit my job. I have cashed out my 401k to buy this place. I have to make this work. I mean, obviously, if it doesn't, I'll live like a king for a while until I do something. But I'm like, she's like, oh, no, no, like, we just never do that. But you came to us and and you had such a succinct vision and goal of what you wanted this to be, why it was going to work, how it was going to work. And broke it down in such a way that uh, I took it to my to the president, and he asked me if I was crazy, and I said, no, just take a look and read it and so that made me feel good. The years of working, negotiating contracts and with national chains of of finance companies and
0: you knew what maybe they wanted it. to see and hear, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: so that was you know that was one way i've I've already you know been able to take. My corporate experience and, and use it. So that was nice. And then, yeah, we got things moving. Go to the title office, sign the paperwork, give them the uh, the cashier's check, got the keys, and then headed off. And the place was ours. Um, so it was kind of a whirlwind of like <laughs> everything had worked out to get here. I just couldn't believe it wasn't going to work. And so I just had to keep keep going. And it all did. And, and I, I got the keys. Picked up my oldest from uh, from summer camp. Came back, my old best friend from high school is up the road, ordered some pizza and we uh, popped in here and checked out the place for the first time and sat and I became a restaurant owner. So that's Wow.
0: How was that feeling I mean, when you were in it for the first time?
2: It was great. Like it just I think it's it's all been kind of setting in a little bit still where it's kind of unreal. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> my life has just been a constant change for years since, you know, end of 2021, everything's just kind of been in flux. And, you know, I was looking for a different job before I quit mine, before I decided to do this. Wasn't getting anywhere with any of the interviews. I had been initially thinking about moving to Kansas City to be closer to the kids until, you know, things fell apart there where we weren't even communicating anymore. And then, you know, moving here, and then there's just been so many things just in flux for so long that it's really kind of been slowly hitting me especially over the last you know last week I'm a couple of weeks in here now and just like holy crap <laughs> like yeah I did this like I did this I, I i I'm here and like this is mine like this is my building this is my house this is this is my land this yeah. is my street you know this is everything I get to do in here is mine you know I can you know I've started you can see behind me the the colors <laughs> I've you know started painting uh you know been working to get the kitchen cleaned up and going through everything and just that i don't know it's 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 weird it's weird but good feeling just
0: yeah. when yeah, do you open? haven't really
2: been able to stop i'm hoping september wow hoping yeah that's currently the plan but the thing everybody's known about this uh since before i got here because uh, i started spreading the word there was another thing i did uh, before uh Before I had financing or anything secured and I had the accepted offer, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is going to be, this is going to happen. And I made a Kickstarter campaign. I got the Facebook page going and reactivated the old Biscuit Instagram account, changed everything up to, you know, say that, you know, it was going to be this restaurant reopening that's what it was going to be and made the kickstarter campaign to see mostly just to get the kind of the word out there i didn't expect it to find i was asking for like 20 g's just to have a little extra cash to do some extra renovations like paint and new furniture just things to give it a facelift that i i wanted to do but i didn't need and that got people talking and i started getting followers on the instagram i started getting followers on facebook i started having people reaching out to me that i didn't know uh, the Kickstarter didn't fund, but like a couple days after, uh, I noticed a message on on Facebook messenger from somebody I, I didn't know. We didn't have any mutual contact or anything either. So, which is weird up here. I, everybody up here, I know at least one person they know. So I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, Hey, uh, my husband and I wanted to help. Uh, we saw that the Kickstarter didn't fund. We wanted to help you out. And I was like, okay, you know. Cynical <laughs> me. I'm like this Send me is, twenty bucks. That'll be is. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me your bank account. We'll <laughs> wire you the money. You know, yeah, yeah. like, you know. But she's like I was like, Oh, okay, well, what are you thinking? She's like, Well, we wanted to give you the twenty thousand you were looking
0: Come for. Come like,
2: on. Come on. It's like Wow. No. She's like, and we were just thinking in return, maybe we could have perpetual biscuit passes. And she's like, We won't even use them all the time. Like, you know, she lives in Arizona, <laughs> comes up here in the summer. She's got an aunt and uncle in Pelkey, which is a little town like Five minutes south of me lives like 20 minutes north of me and just was happy that I was bringing life back to the area and wanted wow. to support that and she said I'm going to be up there in June I was like I'm going to be up there into June let's meet up let's talk so we did and that $20,000 check is what I opened up the <laughs> my bank account with 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 the bank giving me the loan that is
0: so sweet I know yeah.
2: wow I've had other people stopping by, uh, another, another, you know, one of the community members stopped by, she was like, my husband and I want to give you the money we pledged. And I was like, just, just wait until the restaurant opens. It's like, no, this $110 is what we pledged. Here you go. We want this to open. And that's been, you know, that's been the thing that's been happening. And, you know, my, um, my father-in-law was up here. Uh, his brother lives in the area a little bit, uh, a little bit, west of me and they knew about it and uh, you know people all over the area from like are just like talking about it i've seen i've seen it being talked about on other you know up centric or kewena account you know kewena which is the little thumb i live on that's the Kiwana peninsula so there's you know Cuba specific facebook groups and threads i've I've seen it talked about and like all these things have just been i think that's like the biggest part of this has just been realizing like how overwhelming that really is and just being accepted back here in this place where I never really stopped calling it home and that was the big thing for me too I think why I wanted to move back here is I moved all over the place as a kid I was born here learned to walk and talk on the east coast Connecticut Rhode Island lived in Wisconsin Iowa Kansas and until I moved up here like none of those places ever felt like home never really felt like I belonged and it wasn't wasn't where i was supposed to be and while i don't fit in with everybody out here i'm not the blonde hair blue eyed fin um it was you know this place had a big impact and like lake superior is just one of the most beautiful things on this planet in my opinion i mean i haven't seen all of it but
0: how far are you from the lake you seem like you're pretty close
2: yeah i can get i can get to lake superior i can get there probably about 45 minutes i'm at the lake half hour if i push it Yeah, but I've got a big inland lake like a mile down the road from me, and then in 20 minutes I'm at the canal so I can launch my boat, which I bought a boat. That was the thing I did. Oh, my God. Of course you have to. A restaurant and a boat.
0: Are you losing your mind? Yeah.
2: I'm just doing what any responsible, you know, single unemployed father does. Yes. know. (laughs) in the country i bought a boat
0: (laughs) oh my gosh
2: it's just a 19 foot uh uh, inboard outboard so good for water skiing and stuff like that and tubing so the kids already have enjoyed that that's cool but yeah it's just when there's just so much more of me here than there was anywhere else and i definitely lost a lot of myself over the years in la just from part of it you know Staying in a relationship that should have ended a lot sooner than it did. Sticking with a job that I was good at, but it was never what I wanted to do. I'm just really competitive. So I was like, let's see how much money I can make and see if I can be the best. And that just kind of wore wore me out. And it's just so stressful. And being a parent in a big city too, like I've always got to know where my kids are. You know, I'm not like a helicopter parent, but you always have that. Like if you're outside, okay, I'm always looking who's around making sure my kids are okay make you know don't run too far ahead or you know you know they can't be as independent as i was as a kid and there was a lot of stuff to enjoy about la and you know i liked sitting on my roof in Koreatown and having a beer or a glass of whiskey watching the sun go down but that's just doesn't compare to sitting on the beach here with a bonfire and a beer and watching the sun go down and yeah. really once i got north of wisconsin started recognizing where i was again and I knew, where, I knew i knew i knew these roads you know i i didn't need the gps anymore i knew where i was going i just felt this massive massive weight just kind of slip off I w- i've been in therapy to help deal with all the things that have been going on for the last couple of years but i haven't really felt anything like i did to when i started recognizing the the street names again and the 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 cities that haven't seen these you know and and last time I was up here was 2015. And that was the only time I ever came back, it was just once for a visit. And it was just just a big, big weight off my shoulders. And it's been just about, yeah, it's been a month since I've been back up here. We got up here on the 30th of June, and I've just been so happy. Like, li- literally, you can say I'm happy. Like, it's sad, but my 10 my year old was like, caught me. I was just cleaning something, working the restaurant. I was just whistling, and he's like, dad, what are you doing? Like, I'm whistling. It's just what I do when I'm happy. Yeah. Hmm. He's like, you do. I was like, Oh shit. So <laughs> like, you're you you telling me Papa that you're never happy. now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was one thing too, that stuck with me when I was, you know, years ago too. One of my kids asked me like, dad, why don't you ever smile? And I like stuck Aww. with me like, really hard. Like, yeah. cause I was, I was always, I, I, I was one of the, I was voted class clown in high school. Me too. Boom. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome.
2: I was definitely cut up. I did improv comedy for years in college up here. I was always the one doing stupid shit to make my friends laugh and just always cutting up and never, never was that serious of a person and always pretty laid back and relaxed. I mean, I deal with anxiety issues, but, you know, that's just my brain being dumb. Like, my personality is not to be uptight. It's not to, be stressed it's not to be going it's not uh, I don't I don't like wearing shoes like (laughs) (laughs) I love going barefoot wearing sandals and uh, I have adopted Crocs now too because they're good for standing in the kitchen all these things as it it just it wasn't me and my kids didn't know who I was anymore you know I didn't know who I was anymore Said I didn't know what I was still doing in LA except I had to be there to you know make The money to pay certain bills, and it's just been amazing to come back here and reconnect with some of my old friends, some of whom I haven't seen in 13 years, some who I haven't talked to in 10 years. You know, not that we stopped being friends, or just you know, life, life brought us apart and connect yeah. with people from college that have came back. And you know, I met up with some new friends, we've been going riding on the trails up here in the Jeep last couple of weekends, berry picking, been out to the beach a bunch of times gone boating a bunch of times and uh saturday we we had a bonfire out by lake superior and it's just the most incredible sunset and just relaxing being out there and just not having to worry about anything you know it's
0: just i mean except for opening up a huge restaurant <laughs> yeah thank you yes. all your life savings. Yeah, I mean, no big deal it's fine yeah. i'm gonna bring you yeah. back steven yeah, yeah, back. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: So <laughs> you got to start making I mean, some
0: biscuits.
2: <laughs> yeah, there is, I mean, there's always this big thing looming here, obviously, but every day, you know, I'm, I'm getting up, I'm getting in here, I'm doing something, I'm painting the balls I'm, I'm, you know, fixing something or putting furniture together. I'm getting paperwork done and work with the food distributor, got the approval from them to get set up. So they're coming back in. So I'm going start working on getting that set up to get food ordered. I've got, you know, started working on the health department paperwork. I've got, not with the point of sale people today. So, I mean, all these things keep moving, but like, it's not weighing on me anymore. Like I, That's every single day I had to get up and go to work in an office, put on a dress shirt, put on slacks and shoes and, go be prim and proper and most of the time pretty clean shaven and you know not be me you know not just be relaxed and not be a cut up because you know i'm in a position of responsibility and people look up to you and you got to be proper mm. and you can't be joking or i'm like that like we heard somebody's heard you say this and you should be talking like that in the office so i'm like wasn't racist or sex i heard that shit from you guys all the time in your meetings but you know i make some stupid joke that's not offensive in any way but because it's not you know an op- you know yeah. it's from me, then you guys have an issue. Like None of that stuff's looming over me anymore. Like I'm going to be working with, with one of my buddies who I knew from my bartending days. I worked at, uh, it was a pretty high-end place. One of the cooks in the kitchen, uh, him and I hung out a lot, and uh, he actually hit me up at, before I had a chance to reach out to him and was like, hey, if you need any help getting things set up, I'm not working right now, let me know. And I was like, well, actually, <laughs> I need a cook <laughs> because <laughs> I have... <laughs> works the closest I've done to working in a kitchen is working at pizza places. Like, I mean, I can get a, I can get a pepperoni pizza from dough ball in the oven in 27 seconds. I can do that, but that's not the same as, you know, getting orders in and
0: who's going to make all the biscuits. Will it be you?
2: That'll be me. Yeah. So biscuits around me. I was like, I got that covered. I know how to do that, but you know, I can't I don't do have, yeah. I can't do everything and I need someone else in there. And plus somebody who knows how to run a kitchen who's had that experience because that is a skill that I need to learn so I wanted somebody to come in and not just any random person I could get to come cook. I need somebody that actually knows what they're doing. And since he's had that experience in here, he's going to run the kitchen. I'll be, you know, obviously I'm in charge, but get to defer to him on let's, you know, keep the pace. And so it's another thing, weird thing that just kept working out, you know, he's there. And yeah, it's just, you know, combination of just the, there's so many pressing things here, but it's not it's not pressing on me in the same yeah, way. I mean, if you think about it, I've got my to-do list and it, it runs through my head, but it's not stressing me out. It's not, I'm, I got to do this or else I'm going to lose this big national account or like, crap, she's going to be in the office today instead of working from home. So the tension in the office is going to be high. Or I don't know why my boss is mad at me. He's just flipping out over the smallest thing for no reason. You know, like none of these things, like I don't have to worry. There's nobody above me. It's the, it's me, the bank. That's it. You know, uh, that's, that's who I answered to at this point. And as long as I pay them their money, they don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it's been such a weird thing to Very just kind of, yeah. yeah. And it's hard to like sit back and really take it all in. And even know really what I feel besides just happy, like that's really all I can say. And it's, it's really the first time in in years I can just sit down and say, you know what? I'm happy. And it's just every day, like no matter what's going on or, my brain's been dumb one day, I'm still, I'm still happy. Like, it's just, it's so great.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah,
2: that's really yeah. great.
0: Okay, guys, uh, we are at the part of the program where it's five o'clock somewhere where we ask you five quick questions to get to know you even better. Stephen Bozio, right. are you ready? Yes. Uh, yes question number one. Number one uh, You're a biscuit professional about to open Bozio <laughs> Biscuit Co. Making and selling biscuits. We don't mean to put you on the spot or anything, but do you know when National Biscuit Day is?
1: I don't. Oh my gosh! Wait, where's that
0: sound effect? (laughs) (laughs) What (laughs) is it? This one? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have
2: to admit, though, I don't keep up with any of the national X. All right, just so you know, uh, it's May
0: 29th is National Biscuit Day, but there's also National Buttermilk Biscuit Day, which is May 14th. Uh, Obviously, May is a big is the, month yes. for you, the 29th National <laughs> Biscuit Day. All right. Uh, question number two. Okay. <laughs> if
1: it's
2: you meant to do this. Yeah, exactly. Seat, right? Yeah, it's, it's uh, on the May, May 14th and 29th Biscuit Specials. Perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. If you can name one song that is the soundtrack of your biscuit making, what is it? Oh, man. I don't know. It's it, That's a really tough one. <laughs> well, okay, so...
2: I do this thing where I make up little jingles to annoy my kids because I'm a good dad. Anytime I'm, I'm making biscuits, I start doing this thing like, it, It's kind of like, Who's the guy who did the, the soundtrack like for Toy Story? What was his What's his name? He's like the piano guy. He thinks with a little bit of a lift, like when he sings. So I have this thing where I'll be like, It's biscuit time. It's biscuit time. Everybody knows it's biscuit time. I do this like little jingle like that. And I usually start doing that to annoy my kids, but also get them excited because biscuits are coming. So that's probably my uh
0: your personal soundtrack
2: yeah my yeah. personal soundtrack yeah
0: <laughs> all right question number three you lived in los angeles for 13 years besides the people and weather here now there has to be something what will you miss the most about la uh, the,
2: the food honestly the food yeah. i it, it's like Northern. thai food yeah thai food you can't get thai food anywhere else like in the country like you can there also, the grocery stores, there's just not, not the same amount of of options. Like I was, uh, my friend Anna, she's Mexican, and I'm gonna make her some carne asada tacos. And I was like going through to pick up the stuff, and the lady at the checkout called, is, "Are these jalapenos?" And I was like,
0: <laughs> we "Yes." Should say jalapenos. 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 Yeah.
2: You yeah, should have done this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's just funny, like. I'm like like I just little things I picked up, like I said, like jalapeno, you know, like, yeah. you know, so, uh, like how they used to say it. Uh, there's no like, uh, the cojita, like the, the Mexican cheese, that crumble yeah, cheese fair. that goes really good with that. None of that. The jalapenos were pretty, pretty tough looking. The cilantro was in you know, a little plastic like <laughs> thing. <laughs> there was ripe avocados though. And they were the same ones that we had in California. So that was really good. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, the food. Food, just the selection of food is tough, but fortunately, since I have a restaurant, I can get around that. I oh, just yeah. have to make it myself. So I can get it from the distributor, but then I gotta make it. So food. <laughs> yeah. Food is definitely the thing I'm gonna miss and already do.
1: Yeah, of course. Real quick, this is probably what happened when she said, Oh, are those uh, jalapenos?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we paid a lot of money for these sound effects, yeah. just so you know.
2: That's, uh, it was like my dad, first time he came to LA, we went to my favorite taco spot and the, uh, Where's that? Oh man, I don't even remember the name of it. Oh. It's, no. But it's it's across from the. You just left. I, it was dude. It's I only didn't been a month. For a long time. <laughs> Where, I some, Where's I the location? <laughs> so it's the what? It's the spot's up in uh, it's up in Pasadena off the lake. Uh, it's across from like the the Hat. It's just on the north side of the two ten. Oh. Uh, I, I always forgot the name of the place. I lived there for like three years in Pasadena, like a block away from it. I just never knew the name because I just went in there when my dad and I were in there and just uh they ask you if you want lemon and people give that like wait I thought it was lime like yeah yeah limo but like yeah same same, crooked noise yeah, I, was, yeah. I always love going in there when, <laughs> when people are like you want lime or lemon uh, yeah. uh, uh lime
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. actually I should have done are, you want a is that a jalapeno <laughs> What? <laughs>
0: okay, question number four. Okay, yes. sorry.
1: You're a fan of a good old fashioned prank. What's the best prank you pulled off? Oh, man.
2: Oh, there's been so many that I pulled, but one of the more recent ones that I pulled that I thought was funny just because of the relationship I had with my friend, and I knew she wouldn't get mad about it. We were talking, and she was saying how she needed, uh, she was looking for a job, and she lives in Minnesota, and, uh, I was like, oh, you know, different things you could do. I was like, I made a joke that I was going to put up an ad on Craigslist. Essentially, there was a a transaction would would occur if a man came and gave her some bodily fluids, and I jokingly typed it up and sent her a screenshot on my phone, and then I used uh, a couple different like number, like fake number apps that you can use. So I, I had one on my phone already that I used to do like uh, stupid shopping for sales work. And then I knew a couple other websites where you could send text messages through where it would just give a random number. So I showed her, it, and I was like, ha ha. And then waited a couple of minutes, I was like, oh shit, Heather, I, I hit send, I, I it's up, it's live. She's like, no, 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 you did it. I was like, hang on, hang on. I'll get it, take it down, it's no big deal. And then I started texting her from all these different numbers just the creepiest messages I could think of to send to her. And she's, she's like, no, she's like, take down right now. Just freaking out <laughs> over the text. It's like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to change my phone number. This is out there on the internet. And I let it go for about 20 minutes before it felt too bad. And I had to stop <laughs> because she was legitimately getting really concerned about her phone number being on the internet connected to a really bad uh, Craigslist posting.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> question number five, uh, your final question, Stephen okay. Bozio. Uh You've yes. gone through uh, some changes and tough times. You're now starting this huge new adventure. What advice would you give someone who wants to pick up and totally change their life?
2: I think the the biggest advice I'd have is to, if you can do it, do it. I mean, that's that obviously comes with a lot, you know, a big disclaimer. You know, I, I had the privilege of having a really high paying job for many years. I had a lot of money, you know, invested in my 401k that I was able to tap. And I had a lot of support from family and friends to, you know, be there financially, you know, to help out uh, with, you know, co-signing for the loan, to make sure that you know, I had a, a fallback. So I know not everybody has that, but I think that if you can see the way out, you gotta go for it. Like if you legitimately have that route, go for it. And if you don't think you have that route, reach out to the people around you, let them know what you want to do and see who's around that'll help you out. Like, you know, my my path is obviously gonna be different than a lot of others. I'm a you know, a white dude in, in America. I've got a college degree, even though it's in design, it's still a college degree and I recognize that. But, you know, my biggest thing is like, I almost wish I hadn't ever gone for that job. You know, I think that if you get stuck in that, you see the way out. If you got a way out take it if you need help with that way out ask for it but the biggest important thing is to never compromise on what you want to be and who you want to be to begin with because there's no relationship that's worth it losing yourself there's no job that's worth losing yourself and even though i'm going to be financially set because of the work that i did you know for the last 13 years i would give i would give it up and find something else that would be my passion because it, you know, it took a toll. And there's, you know, a lot of years in my life I can't get back and I don't have to enjoy in the same way that I can now. So that, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Of course it does.
0: But it's kind of interesting to think about everything that led up to where you are. You know, they say everything leads you to exactly where you are. So you wouldn't yeah. be here if it weren't for all that. So right, kind of a wild journey.
2: Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's always it's always easy to, easier to trace the path to where you are looking backwards if you've gotten to a place you want to be it's definitely tough to know if you're on the right path for it or not but you know i never lost deep inside me that i i'm not going to stay at this job forever i'm not going to do this forever and this is not who i am and this is not where i want to be and as much as a as much of myself as i lost for a while i definitely never let myself fit in with that corporate world. I never let myself be one of those guys. I didn't lose my soul. I saw that with way too many people. Yeah. And yeah, if you can keep focused, it might work out. It doesn't always, and that's the hard truth of it. But if you can at least learn to accept where you are and do what you, you know, do the best at where you're at in that moment, it can lead to something else down the road.
0: That's great advice. A, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bozio Biscuit Co. coming at you this fall. Ooh, I can't yeah. wait to check back in to see see how it all is going. Oh, I after can't you're wait up either. And running. <laughs> Biscuits are brewing.
2: Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. I'm really excited to to see this place when it's it's going and hear the the sounds of people eating in my dining room
0: nice yeah that's awesome well congratulations on everything thank you i did want to i'm so sorry about your wife and everything that yeah, you've gone through that's a very difficult time I'm, I'm glad that you've been able to kind of see uh, the was it the forest amongst the trees but to get yeah. through yep. such yes. a difficult time right. and and really to see that you're happy and that's just really nice to see so yeah, thank you for I, sharing your story
2: Yeah, definitely. And therapy, anybody who needs it, do not be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed if you need meds. It doesn't it doesn't mean that you're you're, you know, any less. That was a big thing, you know, for me. That was scary. Um, so just big plug, shout out to therapy in general. Find yourself a good therapist. Don't settle for the first one if you don't drive and they don't seem to fit your need. Don't be ashamed to one. Could not have made it through without that. And a little help from Lexapro. Shout out to (laughs) (laughs) Lexapro.
0: Hashtag Lexapro. Well, that's awesome.
2: And that's our sponsor for today. (laughs) (laughs) Lexapro. (laughs) Have a Casper mattress? (laughs) Can't get to
0: sleep. Try (laughs) (sighs) Lexapro. That's funny. Well, thanks so so much for coming on the pod. And thank you for living your dreams. Uh, We love checking back in. So we will be in touch and we'll find out how the biscuits are ruined. I love your merch too. Uh, where can people yes. find you on Instagram and what's your website?
2: Yeah, so it's uh, boziobiscuit.com, B O S I O biscuit.com. There's links there to the Instagram, to the Facebook. Uh, there's a little bit of a brief, less depressing backstory breakdown of <laughs> my journey here on the website. But there's you know pictures of what's going on on the Instagram. Uh, it's Bozio Biscuit Co. Uh, on Instagram. I've been doing uh, at least every couple of days there, posting pictures of what I'm up to from almost blowing myself up, lighting my pilot light to uh, getting the, uh, the walls painted and, and so on. So it's a journey. Uh, so anyone who wants to follow along there can. And yeah, we've got uh, some t-shirts and hoodies and stuff up on the website too that can,
1: that can be uh, ordered. Awesome. Nice, man. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude.
0: Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. That was Stephen Bozio from Bozio Biscuit Co. Ooh. I have some huge news for you, Jace. After talking to Stephen, we're moving back to Michigan, my hometown. That's where we belong. Uh, we better not. (laughs) (laughs) You love Michigan.
1: I do love Michigan.
0: You want to live back in Warren, Michigan? the outskirts of Detroit. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, yeah, obviously I love going there. I was going to ask him, though, what's the closest airport? Is it Green Bay or, or is it Traverse City? Uh, oh, I guess it is Green Bay, right? Remember there's was, that
0: one um, way up north oh, near Rick and Peggy's. Is that above Traverse City? You're right. Maybe they just use horse and buggy. <laughs> to get around. Oh, no, he's got a Jeep. I forgot. That's I don't know about you guys. That is a crazy arse story. I've been following. I've known the Bozio family for some time. Yeah. Uh, The beard competition thing. That was probably like 10 years ago. I went over. uh, We didn't talk about it, but I went over their house once. And uh, Stephen made me, which I later made for you, made me a delicious. Is that spicy tomato soup with the sandwiches?
1: i do that was who made it he oh gave me that my. recipe
0: yeah we didn't even talk about it but yeah he was a he's a great cook wow so um although it was kind of funny we should have gone into all of this i i was just kind of really into his kids i just wanted to hang out with his kids <laughs> I, know. So I went over there and i remember the kids went to sleep i was like well i'm gonna get going and his wife was like Really? I'm just like, like, yeah. Came here to see the kids, everybody. Uh, Anyway, uh, I've been following his story. And when I saw that he was moving to... And I didn't even realize it was that far up in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. Yeah. To uh, open up, you know, reopen this old uh, restaurant. Gosh, it was just such an intriguing... Like, really, I mean, and just hearing his whole story. That person who ended up giving them 20 grand. I mean, that is... That's really... It's kind of neat when you decide to do something and then all these things align. But also interesting when he went to take off from L.A. So it's weird things just in, in stuff that I've, you know, when you talk about the woo-woo stuff about the universe. Whenever yeah. you really decide to do something, they say the universe tries to test you. And right. that is one of the biggest tests in the world. All the tires blowing out and then another one.
1: No, it's, I know. That's a,
0: you would be like, I would start crying.
1: I know. Especially when, when he was only that far. It wasn't even
0: far. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was like hardly any time what at all. What a
0: crazy story.
1: I know. Holy Toledo.
0: So that's wild. So I just thought his story was so important for people to hear about just going for, having an instinct for something. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. that guy's 100%, 110% going for it.
1: Yeah, Literally.
0: And, and wow, it's going to be, I mean, boy, he seems so relaxed for someone opening a restaurant in a month. I know. Did he watch The Bear, for heaven's sakes? We brought, didn't even talk about The Bear I with I know, it. we
1: should have. He'll
0: be called The Biscuit.
1: Yeah, The Biscuit.
0: Maybe maybe he'll get his own reality show. It would be in that small town. That would be amazing.
1: That would be totally amazing.
0: I'm wondering how many customers they can have. Like, how many people live nearby?
1: I feel like, like enough because this is a well-known place. Yeah, and word of mouth is and people probably will just go there so every day. easy. Yeah, are you kidding me? John and the kids coming in before going to school, stopping in for breakfast. Who's yeah. John?
0: I don't know. I'm sure there's a John <laughs> out there. Yeah, so that was a very inspiring story uh, about really going for things in life and also refusing to stay stuck in a place, a job that you just aren't into. And and maybe even where you're living, you're not that into it either. Right. So um, I was going to say to him, you know, they always say you can't go home. And here he is. Like, I went home and it's actually amazing. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, very cool. All
0: right. Well, uh, another wrap on a great podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Jace. Thank you, Sweets. <laughs> we'll be back again. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks again, guys. Love
1: you. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To Podcast.
0: Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To Podcast.
1: Email us at Cuz I Have To Podcast at gmail.com.
0: If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them.
1: And if you dig what you hear, please. Share Share the podcast podcast on on your your socials. socials
0: so we can grow this baby.
1: Okay, folks, until next time.